Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. This week's episode of this week's episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. It's short for Phoenix Phoenix. <laughs> and the amazing Chris Randazzo. Ba-bum. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know how I do the, the, the theme song for every show at the beginning of every show? Uh-huh. I'm going to use that as opposed to the theme song. Just the noises he makes and then the boom. <laughs> We here on this Fair week's enough. episode talk television. It was my pick this week. I chose a, the the Dragon Prince season two episode one, a secret and a spark. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest the show. Tell us what you want us to talk about. We'll watch it. We'll watch just about anything. So, Chris, Karen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Did you guys rewatch this? Because I remember you saying that you watched it before. Well, like I had, I already blew through this season, um, and I've already, I had already watched this episode twice. Oh, because uh, the first time I had watched it, I was interrupted several times by loud children. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I already blew through this whole season. Karen has never seen the show at all, so yes. oh, interesting. Okay, so Karen, I'm going to ask you first because okay. this is a show like. Did you didn't do any watching? I didn't do any research. I didn't watch any, you know, uh, watch, you know, any of what outside came of the previously on. And I gave her some yes, Chris important gave me tidbits a... as we moved along. Okay, okay. <laughs> for the first, Just in the beginning. for the first few minutes, there was like a bunch of pausing and what what Wait, you got to know here is okay. All right. Well, all right. With that basis of information, how did you? What did you feel about the show? Um, it's kind of not for me okay um i didn't hate it but I, it didn't grab me um okay and i i have so i had some questions too okay all right we'll, we'll get into that chris i remember you stating something about when you first watched season two because there had been the break between season one and season two that you were, couldn't remember why you should give a shit about these people which people any of the characters like you you sit like you couldn't remember yeah i why. felt very lost so then i rewatched season one and then watched all of season two and i feel much better now okay now what i did was um miss angie and i we didn't watch the last episode of the first season up until today and watching that and then leading into the first episode of the second season really just made the transition much smoother like it fully reminded you why you gave a crap about everybody and and the story so far kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah. um my the main, road so far the road so far supernatural. It, it, it gets so twisty so quickly it like I, there was so much re-watching the first season that i it's not that i didn't recognize it as it was happening it was just 
so many things happen so condensed and like particularly that villain guy is just he's Bloody. a freaking roller coaster in the first season like by the time season two rolls around you're just like yeah he's the freaking bad guy yeah, but man the, in the first the season one, yeah. it's just yeah, like he, he's bad you can tell, like, okay, he's doing bad things, but his motivations don't seem bad. Oh, no, he's actually a pretty nice guy. Oh, he's got a rapport with... No, he's evil. Oh, he's evil. Oh, he's evil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, like, he's still an interesting character. Was and he even especially in, his whole see, wacky... We ended up watching a couple, of, a couple of episodes. Was he in the first episode of the second season? I don't think he was. Well, the guy with the staff, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm saying... I can't remember if he actually if he showed up in episode one of season two. Yeah, this is the one where he went to the uh, he went to the table of all the other kingdoms. It's like you got to send out the things to the other kingdoms. They're talks, like you're an idiot, and then master. he goes to the crow guy. He's like yeah. mail these. He's like I don't think I'm gonna do that because the king's dead. <laughs> so he clearly didn't write these things. And he's like, well, all right, then I'm gonna murder you. And he says, you know what? I I'll like my job them. and being alive. So I'll mail this shit for you. And go, I didn't understand on. why he didn't even try that. Like, oh, the king wrote these before he died. You're not even going to try? <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's pretty much this guy's <laughs> level of arrogance at this point. He is, he, that's, that's kind of where he is right now, is completely fed up with even trying. And that's kind of his whole story in this season is, and again, you only really get that if you watch all of it. I feel like really binging it mm -hmm. even more than anything is that he's just, he's fed up with rules. That's that's kind of his whole well, journey. Well, the rules is just that like, he doesn't agree with. <clears throat> exactly. He keeps running into rules that don't let him do these things that are essentially shortcuts and bad ideas because the <laughs> rules are there for a freaking reason. And that's why this guy keeps falling further down ideas. the hole. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's just him at this point. He's just freaking fed up with everyone standing in his way. Is the bird still around? Because didn't he was it, what bird? The, okay, didn't they allude to the fact that they transferred the king into the bird? Did soul they? Wise, I see. That's what I. Okay, so. I didn't really pick up on that. I I still don't. We still don't know exactly what happened. Okay, like, so they we used the snake. Did they thing. use the snake? That's the thing. Right, he so said he he went into that room saying this is your option, and then they had the fight, and then the next thing we know, the 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 tie the binding is falling off of her hand no of their hands she still had the binding because she was supposed to kill the prince she had two bindings she had one for the king one for the prince oh, that's, that's how she yeah. knew the king was dead because the binding fell off her, her her one hand but then they alluded to the fact that the bird had uh, he had transferred to the bird because he was actually talking he kept the bird See, you know, I didn't pick up any of this with the bird. See, I, that okay. See, that so that's many that's facets, interesting. So many levels, because that, I, like yeah, as opposed I to killing his friend, because I mean they were friends. He just yeah they were friends, but he didn't, to a he way didn't that he didn't want to be protected. Yeah, but again, he didn't want to do that. And if he was transferred to the bird, does that count as him? Like, would the that physical, actually count? The physical in, form died. Yeah, but he's still alive. Did it have to be the physical form? Who the, the hell guy? knows? I don't know. I don't know elf magic. Do you? <laughs> it's a magical bracelet. <laughs> so, the main I question... I think Karen left. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I wouldn't blame her. <laughs> um, 
See, now, I really enjoyed season one, as apparently you did as well. Our biggest qualm was the... Animation. Animation. Slight wonkiness. Like, we, we both agreed that if you paused the show at any point in time, it was gorgeous. Yeah. But it was the... There were parts in the animation, because it, it seemed like when... I can't remember, was it... It was like just the normal motion was weird, but then when they did action scenes, it was better. It kind of seemed to. It, or was it, it the just, other way around? It changed around a lot. There wasn't any real consistency of these kinds of scenes are better. It was just depending on what they wanted to depict because okay. they were trying to do that frame skipping thing to make it look like it's hand drawn. And I think they had a. I think they got a better grasp on it in season two. It's still not perfect, but it wasn't as distracting right. as they, often. They, they removed fewer frames. Like, it looked way more polished. It didn't look yeah. as hand-drawn as it, it did last season, but it still had the same art style, which was which was gorgeous. Yeah, still I do like the art direction. I, I don't like the animation style, but I do like the art direction. I have a question about the animation. Was this show made for um, English-speaking audience? I believe so. Yeah, as far as we know. Okay, because the only thing that bothered me about the animation was it felt like their mouths were out of sync with what they were saying. (laughs) And it just wasn't, you know, quite accurate, like it was a weird dub or something. But, Interesting. Because the the laughing got weird. It was overt. Like, every time they laughed... It seemed off to me, but other than that, I, I guess maybe I just got used to it. I could see how that would be off-putting, though. Um, the show story-wise is still good. Like, there's still uh, how how many episodes in did you get? I stopped at two. Oh, okay. Yeah, this two season three maybe continues to be very good, and the stuff I. Stuff starts happening with that mirror, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, see that. Uh, so, did I just find out that the the mirror who he put the the evil drops in his eyes, and then he saw that the mirror wasn't doing anything, but then the mirror did something. He had saw that there was like another a room on the other side. Right. Oh boy, things happen with and that, that was mirror, it. man. That's where I stopped. <laughs> um. Now there's a whole budding relation. Well. Yeah, a budding romantic <laughs> relationship with, you know, um, Jesus. What's the girl's name? The evil dark magic girl? Claudia? Is that Claudia? Yes, okay. And, you know, the the doofus of, of the group. Um, oh, the do. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I don't want to say anything. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's so much interesting stuff that happens there. Actually, the the episode I got to where where Claudia tells him about his dad, right mm-hmm. when Elf Girl I think that was, was I think that was episode that was either two or three. That happens, yeah. Right you're right. Quick. It's either two or three. I can't remember which one. Um, but like I I was immediately re like I haven't watched any of this show since like I binged. We binged the first time around. So mm-hmm. it, I had not watched a single episode, and then I immediately became reengaged with this this world, these characters, and that is a really good sign for, for especially for an animated show, because they're they're treading that fine line between um, 
great storytelling for the adults, but still cutesy and, and fun with for the kids. Like the the whole interaction with the, the, the adorable dragon now and you know, this is it's just a, a shockingly well done show. And I'm glad to see that they didn't lose any of that with the changeover. Like, I, you know, not trying to exceed their expectations, just keep it going. Like, what they, mm-hmm. this is, this is what was working. Everybody liked this. Let's keep going with this and try to tweak on the things that we missed the mark on last season, which you could see that they tried to fix. May not have completely changed things around, but there's definitely an attempt to make it cleaner and crisper looking. Yeah, there is still a little bit of wonky dialogue, like uh, when uh, the the crazy lady is explaining magic things to him, and he's like, "Wait, what's this? What's a moonstone? Or what's a moon?" Yeah, moon? it did feel it? like they like went over that ground a lot. <laughs> what? Wait, what are? I've been, I've been wondering what are midichlorians? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you couldn't have tried to make this a more natural conversation. All right, and that's the and some and. Like that, I did notice that as well. That in even in season one, a lot—I don't want to say a lot—because there were times where the conversation seemed weird. Like they were trying to over-explain for certain audiences that may not get it on the first time around. Like for the kids in the group, you know. Like and well, there's also having seen the rest of the season. Like I kind of. I get that because there that kind of stuff comes into play like the very the nature of magic mm-hmm. is a big part of where the season goes so I guess all that exposition dump was important and I think this just came down to like well we only have this many episodes so let's just get all this boring stuff out of the way than trying to tell it in an interesting manner <laughs> <laughs> so it is it is a it is a true information dump to try to get it out as opposed to just fill in the 25 minutes of yeah no it definitely wasn't filler because a lot of that a lot of that's like this some parts of this season get fairly psychedelic towards the end uh and for a very good reason but yeah i can see that it's turning that way because they're talking about the positive the positivity and the negativity of certain magics and you know humans can't do magic because they don't have that certain thing inside them and then there's a conversation between him and the dark Dark yeah, magic that girl. was the one that went on forever. It was like, yeah. but what is the arcane? And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. I'm not even talking and about that one. Like the girl that he likes. I, I, they have such weird names that I can't remember them. There's the girl that does the the dark magic. Yeah. And and Claudia. Claudia. And she explains <laughs> it. Really oh no, no, weird no. name. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the other. All all right. So there's. Oh, hold on. I gotta gotta scroll. Uh, Ezran, Rayla. Lujan is the elf. Lujan, like I don't know who Lujan is. I don't remember who that Zim. is. Zim, that's the the dragon. Um, it but there Callum. Um, and Callum's the main, you know, the 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 dude. Yeah, the so Callum is he's a uh, who's it's the same voice actor from oh Lujan Lujan. That's the uh, that's the crazy illusion elf. Okay. So, Zim is the dragon. Ezra, Ezran is the little boy. Yep. And Rayla is the elf. Yes. So they don't even mention in the storyline synopsis of the evil girl or the, the dark magic girl. But yeah. she, like, Lujan says to, to Callum that 
humans can't do magic. And he's like, well, I did magic. And she's like, well, yeah, no, you just held the rock that did the magic. You sort of just pointed it in a direction. Well, yeah, the the arc basic the the rock was basically a substitute for that in that lack of spark. innate ability. Yeah, whereas and humans when the first season one of the earlier things which I didn't really catch on to a hundred percent because it was like the first thing they explained was the whole deal with dark magic is that well yeah humans can f- discovered this form of magic that they can do and all it has to all you have to do is sacrifice life for it yeah you so can, like all right sh- I'll catch a bird murder out. it and now I can shoot lightning like you actually use the life force of other things and that's why it's the elves consider it such an abomination because it kind of is yeah. it's, it's not a it's not a good thing thing but like that's that's light and dark that's good and evil that's that's heavy stuff for a cartoon and (sighs) some of the exposition yes maybe gets a little heavy-handed yeah it was a little (laughs) expositiony in in this one but uh not in a terrible way it was it was perfectly it was perfectly stomachable i've seen worse but it's uh i was glad when it was over (laughs) i was very very pleasantly relieved when it was more of what i wanted and they try and i saw the effort to fix what i didn't like in the first season the exposition stuff i just became accustomed to by watching the whole first season i could see how you know jumping in for like you karen that yeah that ah, that i expected (laughs) so yeah i guess not having the benefit of the first season and you know being invested in all these people the exposition bothered me. The cute, quote unquote, cute little brother and the cute dragon. Mm-hmm. I, I when when Chris was giving me all his little backstories, one one thing that he told me was that Bait is jealous of the dragon, and I was like, I'm with Bait. This dragon's bullshit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not I crazy. Guess the whole show is about him, but I'm like totally with you a hundred percent with you i am not all about the dragon i do like, not like the dragon i don't like the little kid and he's not that like ezrin grew on me he's this was not his finest episode he is definitely a little kid he's not much better than what you saw in this episode but he definitely has better traits and he can talk to animals which is kind of cool well, sort of nice he can understand them i don't think he could communicate with them though there was there was something with the whole spider thing like he understands them. Do, 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 do. I don't know. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch, you know more than I do. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, Ezrin is Ezrin is slightly better than this. I don't think the dragon's that cute though. That's the thing. Like uh, how everyone's wa- fawning all over the dragon. It's like Bates is way cuter than that dragon. No, Bates is way cuter than that no, dragon. No, hands Bates, down. Bates adorably ugly. <laughs> And that's what you like. I just want to hug that little. D- that's the, the, the. I've seen cuter dragons. All right. I've seen cuter dragons. Okay, hold on. I'm gotta, not impressed by Sam. I've seen cuter dragons. All right. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I was I, other dragons though, because you get to see you get to see a a battle with a full on dragon, right. like a, an adult dragon in this season, uh-huh. uh, and that's awesome. So like, I'm sure uh, so, Zim's gonna look totally cool when he's bigger. But as of right now, I'm not impressed by him. Okay. All right. I, I, do, I have one other question about this episode. Okay. Um, the, the, it starts with the sword fight between uh, some guy and no, that's three a people woman. who are... That is... Uh, one of them is a woman, but yeah. 
some of the people in the fight are men. Well, the 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 person with the shield. Yes. That's that's the kid's aunt. Okay. Well, let me get to my question, okay. <laughs> which is so it's between a guy and then there's like three att- people attacking him. One of which is a woman, which Chris later explained to me she's deaf, and that's cool and all. What did that have to do with anything that happened in this episode? Absolutely nothing. nothing. Okay. I think it was just to remind you because they didn't... I don't even think they said the previously uh, on... It did have something to do with this episode. And it took took me a couple tries, and even just now, to piece that together. It did have something to do with the episode when... um, What's his face? The evil guy is talking to the other people at the table. He's saying that the elves are pushing against their bases. That's where that's happening, and that's how he knows that because that's what was happening with those elves elves were pushing against the bases so it was the woman with the shield i thought the woman with the shield is still hunting down the kids she went back to these uh she went back to the bases oh at the end of the first season he sent her back and sent his kids to take to well he was supposed uh, to send that dude that he locked up in the basement Correct. Uh, yes. That's right. So okay, yes, it was so the woman with the shield. So what it had to do with shield. this episode is stuff I don't know. Very that just just that wow, that, that, that one it. conversation at the table that Damn, was it. that was a little glimmer. It was like the tiniest thing. It does have a lot to do with the rest of the season, but yeah, pretty much nothing else. It was a strange way to start off this episode. Like it was a cool action sequence, and I loved seeing her again. She was one of my so favorite was, characters of the first season. Yeah, she's 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 pretty awesome. <laughs> But yeah, it was her fighting against I totally uh, forgot like that that happened three or four episode. elves. <laughs> and it was another elf with one of those like crazy magic swords, too. The fire, too. the melty sword. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Yep, good stuff. Well, I am happy. I'm glad I, I we are probably going to finish off this season in a day or two. Gosh. Yeah, it goes by quick, and then it ends, and you're just like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> That's what she said? <laughs> Oh, no. All right. On that note, um, yeah. All right. Good times. I appreciate I'm glad you guys watched it. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad to hear that there's more good stuff to come up this season. So it's a very interesting season. I want to talk to you about it when you see the rest of it. We shall. So, all right. With that, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk some news. Stay tuned. Hey, gang. If you like what you hear here, why don't you head on over to GeekAid.com and check out all our other wonderful podcasts, videos, and articles. They're there just for you. Hope to see you there. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercial. Let's talk some news. First up from TVLine.com, Jenna Bush Hager to replace Kathy Lee Gifford in fourth hour. Karen, yep. none of this means anything to me. I, I, said, I don't, Kathy, I know Kathy Lee Gifford spent most, wasn't she drunk most of the time on that show? Yes, that's like the point of that hour. Okay. That <laughs> they like, they're not hiding it. They're sitting there with giant wine glasses. Gotcha. So, I, I'm not, I, okay, this is just, News. So she left, and and they're replacing her with a woman who was a a regular correspondent on the regular part of the Today Show. I don't. And do you have any experience with? Her? Yeah, she's perfectly fine. She's actually one of W. George W. Bush's daughters. Right. Anybody knows that, but 
Um, yeah, she's perfectly harmless. I, I, this is actually like, to me, good news. It's like, okay, well, I may actually, if I ever have the opportunity, watch the fourth hour of the Today Show again. Like, not a Kathy not, Lee fan? Oh, God. I couldn't stand her. <laughs> oh, God, no. I could not stand Kathy Lee. Well, there we go. Then we're taking a step in the right direction. Nice. So I don't have to, like, slam my remote off if I'm ever, like, homesick. <laughs> All right. Well, for those uh, that the, those that watch it, hopefully it is a step in the right direction. Um, from the rap.com, this is okay. How Batman, or excuse me, how Batwoman will let the CW live in Batman's world without Bruce Wayne. <coughs> now, <coughs> I, I'm. I've, Full disclosure here, I have not seen this this year's crossover. I have not seen the introduction of Batwoman. We haven't either. Okay, so from what I'm getting here, it's alternate universe, which is fine, but it is after the Dark Knight. So he's gone? Or he's taken a break for a couple of years? Post- I guess. So. It's a Post Batman world. Sure. <laughs> see, they keep. All right, so we'll see the city after the Dark Knight has left. So it doesn't necessarily, it's not that storyline. Doesn't necessarily mean he's an old man, but he's just out. He peaced out for a bit. And now but she it's not stepped that he, up. And it's not that he doesn't exist. Right. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's really weird how they are truly sticking to their guns of not letting them do Batman. Like even like they even referencing or like let them play with like they did a fine job with Superman. They did, yeah. And at this point, they did you know, they're actually doing the, the best version of Superman so far. I, I agreed, <laughs> and they're not doing you know Ben Affleck isn't Batman anymore. Who knows what the situation with so many movie Batman's rumors. are. Well, he he said that he retired. Now it's like somebody oh, else. Oh, I'm talking is about like other people coming Batman. in. Oh God, yeah. Then Army Hammer, I think, was one of them. I don't care. I'm so tuned out of most of uh, really DC's movies, with the exception of uh, Shazam looks really good, and I'd like to see Aquaman someday. But yes, that's gonna happen. But let's let's the CW is desperately trying to make it so that their their DC world will continue after Arrow is gone because Arrow's what eight seasons in or they're working on their eighth season something like that at least <laughs> like and Flash is six-ish give or take like that's a lot of, that's a lot it's gonna get they gotta start bringing in more characters to play with and yeah, we've we've been watching we've been we watching the um, MCU as we were mentioning offline, and like, I we both just got done watching Ultron, and I was like, oh yeah, and then at the end of this, they brought in a whole bunch of new people because they realized that their you know first round of heroes was aging, yeah, and they had to bring in fre- fresh blood, and they need to do the same thing here, and, and they. And it seems like the one thing that Marvel, the MCU has that CW does not is CW is, is a plan? restricted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the CW is restricted for who they're allowed to pl- whose story they're allowed to play with. Sure. So 
I mean, kudos for them going as long and as strongly as they have so far without using Batman. Like, yeah, they 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 gave us a little bit of Superman, but they they haven't really done. They'd have done no Batman, a little bit of Superman, and no Wonder Woman. Those are the three big ones, and they're still very very popular. I'm I'm curious to see how, like you know, Black Lightning. Those are those are what they're trying to do to make this universe still exist. Now, once Arrow is no longer on the air and that goes away, will they still call it the Arrowverse, though? I'm sure it will always be the Arrowverse. Like, similar to, like, you know, Madden football is always going to be Madden football, even though he's not involved. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's that's the thing. Uh, Batwoman is, is in her universe, take, filling in the shoes of Batman while he's not around. And they reference a lot of Gotham. They they reference a lot of aspects of Batman pretty much without putting them on screen. So they're doing what they can, and it seems to be working out. I, I couldn't. I don't know. I, I'm hearing good things. But a thing that... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm good with the Arrowverse. I'm not torn up that I'm not watching it right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm waiting for the season to finish, and I'll probably binge. I'm, I, I am way behind on Arrow. Like, seasons. I don't know. It seems... At, at times when I think about it, it seems so daunting that there is so much. And and I know that there's a lot of um, shocking through that I will have to do to get to the good parts of some of those shows. I don't know if it's... I just... I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it to get to the thing that I really... Like, I want to see the crossover events and I, and I want to fully understand them. And most of the time, those are standalone things. Like, I don't have to watch the full season. Unless I, I have to watch, you know, like... The last episode did remember was it last wasn't I think it was last one where they did the last minute and a half of Supergirl was the start mm-hmm. and that was what they counted oh, as yeah. the Supergirl episode like nah, how dare you oh no that's not right but they're, they're just pulling out more of the toys and playing it with them as much as they can which is which is good I like seeing comic book stuff on TV and in the movies Speaking of comic book stuff that I like to see, um, who is this from? Tor.com. The Tick Season 2 trailer announces premiere date and challenges us to a hug fight. I I can't believe it's been as long as it has been because I I so enjoyed the first season of this show, but I was left in a really good spot where I wasn't like, super craving it and now that i realize it's coming back i'm super excited for it me too i adored the first season and i cannot wait for more hit the the trailer is great there's after the trailer like it's a you know a youtube link and then it's sort of once that the trailer finishes it gives you the option to look at other videos for the tick and i watched a, a little bit of this behind the scenes of them you know showing the sets and the costuming and whatnot and they just look like they're having a blast, which shows up on the screen when they're when they're playing with these these characters. Man, it's a really really good show for st- <laughs> such a ridiculous premise, though. Um, April fifth, it's gonna be dumping on Amazon, so I can't wait. Good stuff. Uh, 
Next up from comicbook.com. All right, so you know what? I'm going to hold off on this. We're going to skip on this one because we're going to just lump a bunch of them together at the end. Hollywoodreporter.com. Star Trek Discovery renewed for season three at CBS All Access with new co-showrunner. Now, it turns out, it seems that the CBS All Access is just going to become the all Star Trek all the time channel. Because pretty much like that seems to be working for them. Works for me. I mean, and the, there was another show we talked about last week that was going to be on there that wasn't Star Trek, but it sounded pretty good. But now I don't remember what it was. Oh, uh, me neither. Hold on. I mean, we there's a couple of the Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, it was that. That was it. I knew it was. Uh, all ac- CBS All Access scripted roster includes The Good Fight, Strange Angel, Tell Me a Story, and the upcoming Twilight Zone. So they do have other things, but they have a lot of Star Trek. Like in this, if I'm not mistaken, it's this article. They start talking about all of the shows, <laughs> animated, uh, they do it in Patrick Stewart, live action, drama, Star trek mm-hmm. Um I mean... There's a lot going on here. And if they keep doing it right, they're going to be able to do it for a long time. So I haven't heard anything bad about this show yet, though. Do you know? Do you guys know of anybody who's actually watching it? I feel like I do, but now I can't place it. All right. Because I'm here. I, like, like, I know people. I know of people on Twitter that I follow who are watching it, but they're not people really that I really know. So. And that's the thing. Like, I'm hearing really good things on the Internet about it, but I don't know anybody personally. It's like, oh, man, you got to watch this. That Star Trek show on cbs all access no nobody's telling me that but seems to be doing really well yet again seeing as it's a streaming service we're not going to get numbers of who's watching when or how much of it is being watched kind of thing but they're up to season they're they're just okay to season three so they got to be doing they got to be doing well now more star trek more gooder i guess and this is the one hang on this the never mind. Okay. I'm crazy. Okay. Oh yeah, Michelle Paradise. Is no, never mind. I mean, yes, she has been promoted from writer to yeah. There's, a, there's an article further down. Thank you. That's that, what yeah. I was. Um, from IGN.com, Brooklyn Nine Nine has been renewed for season seven by NBC. Now, no brainer. Yeah, it doesn't. It absolutely makes absolutely all the sense, but it's surprising. Like, so Fox canceled, then they brought it back, or Fox canceled it, and um, no, uh, NBC like bought it. Or right, that's what I'm saying. Like, whatever it, happens, Fox, Fox canceled never and it only it went to NBC, right? Right. And it's been mm-hmm. at NBC for six for season six. Yes. Okay, so it's been one season, it's been doing well, and now they're getting their seventh. Like, this is a show, like, everybody tells me, oh, you, you they love this show. So, I'm, sh- I'm still very surprised that it didn't, that Fox canceled it. So. Well, I think it's one of those things where um, a, uh, a show can have a cult following or a big following and do well, but not well by Fox standards. Like, for example, The Grinder. If The Grinder was pulling in the ratings that it was pulling in, but it was on NBC, NBC would have been doing cartwheels. 
But gotcha. those aren't good enough ratings for Fox because way more people watch Fox than NBC. So uh, here we are, and it's thriving by NBC standards, uh, and I'm sure Fox is just fine with uh, its departure. No, well, there you go. Good on, good for them, though, that they're getting to continue. Yeah, great for them. I'm glad the show's where it belongs. And it, and it is a, it's an enjoyable show. I've seen a bunch of episodes of it. It's a lot of fun, very funny. So... Good to good to hear. Um, from the Nerdist dot com, uh, a new Babysitter Club TV series is coming to Netflix. Right? I. <laughs> what did I say when I put this in the feed? Just what? 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 <laughs> so. I mean, yay! But I, what? <laughs> Now, see, but and then you, like then I read it, and it's going to be uh, written by Anne M. Martin, right? Written by Anne M. Martin, um, and Rachel who Shuckert will be showrunner, and Shuckert is from Glow. Like she was a, like, what? Like how is how is that translating over to Babysitters Club? I don't think Ann Martin is writing the show. She wrote the books. I think that's what that was saying. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but yes, I just don't understand who was asking for this. I'm not saying people won't watch it because people will. Babysitter's Club was freaking huge y- yes. with me. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a... And anyone <laughs> else my age. It was a scholastic superstar, okay? Oh yeah. Um um but like who what? Huh? How? <laughs> that sums up my feelings. But also yeah. I totally forgot that there was a, a 95 film. Oh, I didn't. I I didn't. I totally and I and I totally forgot that Rachel Lee Cook was in it. So, yeah. There was a TV show, a previous TV show as well, correct, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) I mean, as I say, yay, but also what? And it's cool that they're using the original cast of characters. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not reimagining it or, like, no. These are the girls from the books. You will like them. You will will watch them. I do wonder whether it's going to be like set in the time that the books were written or like is it going to be current because um, babysitting i'm sure is a lot different now it's going to be it in the archie then. universe with sabrina as well <laughs> dark and gritty dark, babysitters, dark and gritty club. babysitters club <laughs> oh my god what, wait, wait, I'm, I, I'm, I, you know what? what i'm here for it i'm here for it i can't even lie i i, I want to pull up one of them yeah christy is a, a witch dawn is dating marianne's ex it's just horrible but <laughs> yeah babysitter's club is coming to tv netflix never ceases to amaze me all right now i read this next one and i did not know any of this story so oh my god from ellie.com <laughs> The act tells the wild, true story of Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Was this a, a popular story that I just missed? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know. Okay. Um, 
I because this is a hell of a story. Right? I put this in the feed basically because I fell in a in a uh, true crime internet hole one morning, and seeing that they were going to make a Hulu documentary about it was my excuse to put this in the feed and go, "Hey guys, look at this fucked up story." (laughs) It's a drama mentory. Like, it's it's a movie about a woman who is killed by her daughter's boyfriend because of Munchausen by proxy, right? Yes, the mom had that, yes. Yes. What? And then to watch the trailer, you're like, what? This woman went way over the top with everything that was wrong with her daughter. Like, if you just cut the symptoms in half, she probably could have gotten away with it. Yeah. It's it, it's just a crazy story. If you're into true crime, uh, I'm sure this is something you already know about. But like, I I just it just blew my mind. This woman basically spent her daughter's. I think she's eighteen. Yeah, she's thirty two now. Yes. I think she was like twenty three by the time the murder happened. Um, but she. The the mom pretended the whole life that this kid had all these medical problems and like got all this attention and all these like perks from, you know, charities and stuff. And and there was nothing wrong with the girl. She they shaved her head all the time because, you know, they said, Oh, your hair's gonna fall out anyway and she made her use a wheelchair. She could walk. It was. Just, it's just insane. She gave her all these all these medicines too. Yeah, she was. She was. She was medicating her child for illnesses that she did not. have. She so, didn't have. Oh my born, god, this okay. is crazy. <sighs> Believe she was born with mental the mental capacity of a seven year old, and that she had multi, multiple disabilities and illnesses, including muscular dystrophy, muscular dystrophy, leukemia, and asthma due to her premature birth. Like the girl was in a wheelchair, like the mother made her sit in a wheelchair and she was and and there was nothing wrong with her other than having this woman for a mother and like when you find out like how how she got away with doing all this like you know they were um, victims of hurricane katrina so they got relocated they got free housing and they said oh we lost all their medical records in you know this natural disaster and all the doctors were like okay yeah We'll take your word for it. Because I guess one of the symptoms of this, or one of the um, issues with this Munchausen by proxy proxy syndrome, is that it. um, You have to be, if you're a doctor, you have to be very careful with how you approach a patient that you think might have it, because it can trigger them to like do dangerous things. If you say, "Hey, maybe, maybe this is, maybe this isn't real." Yeah, I am. I am crazy curious to see so yeah i mean if this any of this we've said we've talked about is interesting to you at all you should check out this uh this thing on hulu called the act the the patricia arquette is playing the mother and joey king is playing the daughter i mm-hmm. i mean i know patricia arquette but the, joey king looks so familiar to me yeah i don't know what i know her from but she does look familiar but they in the trailer they do a phenomenal job it, look, it looks really, really good. So Yeah, and that's how, I mean, it drops today that we're recording this, so. Okay, there you go. Uh, oh, wait, no. No, 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 March 20th. Yeah. The first two episodes You're of right. the act are set to arrive on Hulu March 20th. 
Yes. So, yeah, I think I'm going to check that out. All right, moving on. Deadline.com brings us the sad news that uh, Catherine Helmond has passed away at the age of 89. She was the actress who played, for me, played Mona the boss? in The Boss. On Who's the Boss? What's that? She was the boss, as far as she I'm She was concerned. the boss. Yeah. Um, she, I mean, uh, I can't remember her, the character. Who, uh, her, Mona. It was Mona, yeah, on Who's the Boss, but uh, on Soap. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't remember her name on that either. It's in here. So. I haven't seen nearly enough of that show. That Is show was great. Jessica something? Je- her Jessica Tate role on The Soap, yes. So, I mean, she was immensely talented, very entertaining. Um, and according to this article, wow, did she win a lot of, uh, uh, you know, awards and, 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 and recognition for her, her skills as an actress on Broadway and off, you know, on television and whatnot. So she is big old bucket of win, as they say. And um, she has passed away at 89 due to complications from Alzheimer's. So sad to see her go. She she left an indelible mark. I, I, the, the kind words that Tony Danza says in this article, like, just nearly made me cry. He was, like, she was a big deal to that man (laughs) and it's a shame she did she lived a very very full life so sad to see her go um yeah next up deadline.com this is the article that you were previously trying to find karen um i don't i don't know how to say her first name Star Trek uh, Hanel Hanel Culpert a uh, Culpepper will direct Picard pilot first woman to launch a Starfleet series. Yay! Good for her. She's done a bunch of other Star Trek stuff as well. She's a bunch of like she didn't she write two or three or do something f- direct the first two episodes of the upcoming that that she, she has nothing to do with this two episodes of Discovery. Yeah, so like she's got She's got the the skill set. She knows this this the world. So this makes all sorts of sense. And you know it's it's great to see. Right, well. And if there's one like IP that's always been pushing forward, you know, diversity and and equal representation, I think it's Star Trek. So yeah, which is it's pretty fitting. It's which is great. I'm curious as to what the fan reaction will be, but I don't foresee. Uh, it's a girl. Can't have girls do things. Girls will ruin everything. Well, because they don't have penises. It's true. It is that is the truest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> That's why girls are terrible because they don't have penises. <laughs> I had my my cousin react to something I saw on Facebook, just saying like. What are people saying like that it's bad? I haven't heard anything negative about this movie and I'm like, "Oh, dude. I can't even I can't even I can't even go into it for you if you don't know." <laughs> well, yeah. All right. From the hollywoodreporter.com. Um Disney Villains TV series in the works for its upcoming streaming service. So, Okay, there's a book called Book of or no, 
Script for Book of Enchantment? Based on a book series. So is that the name of the book series? I don't know. So it's a, it's a television series about the villains of Disney Universe. Which sounds interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I really feel that the Beast should be considered a villain. No, it's really Gaston who's the villain. Yes, but I'm gonna I'm I'm letting that go because they also got Ursula and and the the and witch Snow from, White's queen. Yeah, so and like the 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 person writing it wrote for Quantico and Code Black, which are two heavy dramas. So. This is. I feel like this is going to be way more interesting than it should be. Yeah, I. There's a whole like cult fandom of people who are just like all about the Disney villains. So yeah, there's definitely an audience for this. I. I mean, I guess the Beast like. At the beginning of his story, he was. A yeah, dick. for but most of end, it, he's he's a dick, and then he gets changed by yeah. Belle. So I guess I can see including him in this. Nobody else changes. Ursula dies. The witch dies, don't they? Well, we don't we don't know if this is just like, you know, origin stories or mm. we don't know what it is, so but at least in part of his existence, Beast is kind of a bad dude, so I can see it. Okay. Well, it seems that the Disney Plus network channel streaming service is really stacking the deck, so <coughs> This Which m- is pretty predictable. Yeah, honestly. It's like I, I, if if Disney Plus fails, then there should never, ever, ever be another streaming service. <laughs> it should just stop. Only Netflix. Maybe a little bit of Hulu, but yeah, Star Wars, Marvel, uh, now villains. There, there was a couple of other things now. It says high fidelity. Is that the high fidelity with John Cusack? I don't know. But they're also doing a new take on High School Musical. Of course they are. Oh, Why wouldn't they? Yeah. That thing made him a shitload of money. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, uh, okay. I don't know how I feel about this next article. Uh, this is from SlashFilm.com. The Sandlot sequels... <laughs> The Sandlot sequel series has a two-season order with the original cast returning. I feel like their story is done. I, I I'm okay. I don't I don't I don't I don't need this. I don't I don't need to like they told us what they were doing in the future at the very end of the movie. They said, "And look, now this is what they are like grown up. One of them is a baseball player, so on and so forth, blah blah blah." This is this is this is definitely someone harboring you know just like oh my god this is a nostalgia thing people who like this will like that type of like that will like this and let's do it I don't think they should I don't think they should people who didn't like baseball like this movie Yeah I don't know man I don't know But this is whether I this is not for me, so I don't I don't know who it's for. I mean, like I said, it was a very it has like a, this cult following the Sandlot. Like my mother quotes. Oh, I know. You know, 
Sandlot, and it's. I don't. I really. I think this is a mistake, but I've been wrong before, so maybe it'll be good. You heard it here first, we, folks. We shall Evan see. can admit he has been wrong once, just once. Um. <laughs> so from HollywoodReporter.com as well. Uh, we got a trailer for the new Queer Eye season three. <laughs> and oh I my god, wait. it's heart wrenching. Heart wrenching. Some of <gasps> this thing. Oh my goodness. So, get ready for some really good crying. I mean, the, the this one sort of concentrated on the, um, she was a young black woman mm-hmm. who was gay and like all sorts of rough story going for this girl and apparently this is like that's just like the tip of the iceberg for this season so damn yeah damn. And it's so soon it's only like a week away i'm so excited yeah, it's, it's dropping on netflix march 15th so trailer's good too if you're like i mean i'm not a fan of queer eye for the, it's not it's, is it called queer eye for the straight guy anymore? no it's just queer eye it's just queer eye now um I've seen a couple of the OG episodes. Uh, I, totally different show. To, Don't even. Okay, so this looks this this definitely pulled on some heartstrings. So, um, next up from EW.com, Game of Thrones first look inside the brutal battle of uh, to make season eight. Uh, you get a really good cast picture. Um, all the returning stars. Uh, I didn't read the entirety of this article because it is quite long. But what I did read was the very beginning of it where they were like, uh, then a sudden roar, a gust of wind, a blur of low-flying movement. A dragon? No. An ice dragon? No. Worse, a helicopter flew over... (laughs) The no-fly zone, and someone's probably taking pictures, and we're all screwed. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Um, if you do read further down, it turned out it to was be a police, police plane, helicopter, yeah. so. <laughs> so no spoilers. There are no spoilers. Everything is fine. Um, it seems like this this article is describing what it took to make this season some things that are involved apparently this um this fight this this war this battle scene that's going to happen is going to be the most epic thing ever to be filmed on film ever it's the longest continuous battle scene on film you guys up until they do it again because <laughs> then they did that the last time yeah but this is the last season right yeah and so if anyone's going to do it again it's not going to be them the, somewhere in here says the the guy who's like in charge of putting the fight scene together is just he's, he was doing research and it was like the only other thing he could think of that came close was the um, oh the second Lord of the Rings movie. Okay. That battle sequence is like forty minutes and this tops that. Holy crap! That's yeah. Two towers. That's the fucking name of it. Helm's Deep. That's what I was trying to think of. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, the, if you like, I skimmed this whole article, 
and it just got me really excited for it. And they're talking about like how grueling it is was to film. They uh, the, they basically when they were planning it, they they tried to figure out ways to like cut corners to make it easier on the cast and the crew. And at the end of it, they were like, "Look, we don't want to do eleven weeks of night shoots, but if we don't." We're, it's not going to be Game of Thrones the way it was meant to be played. So, mm. so that's what they did, and Rumor they, has they it, ended it's up ninety minutes long. Holy yes. shit! <laughs> they 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 were calling their shooting schedule the long night. Ah, uh, I see what they did there. <laughs> so, I see uh, what they did. Oh well, like when you hear how much work went into this, like I really can't wait to see this, and it's going to be episode six, I think, of this season. So. Episode six and half of seven. <laughs> so game of thrones still putting it out there good job guys good job um all right so finally i'm I'm taking a number of articles and combining them together uh first and foremost i posted on here um the lighter end of this this story arc um that the 90210 rebootish thing that we talked about a while ago is is official it's official like fox said yes we're doing it and it's that whole the cast is playing themselves trying to get a reboot of 90210 on the show um a number of the actors have uh said they'd come back jason Priestley, jenny garth ian Ziering. Uh, I don't know who Gabriel. I don't know who that is. Uh, Brian Austin Green, Tori Spelling. Like those are the big. Oh, um, Gabriella. Gabriella. What's her face? Carteris. Gabrielle Carteris. Okay, I'm not sure which one that is. That's Andrea. Andrea. Okay. Andrea. Andrea. Excuse me. All right. <laughs> they all said that they're in, but still unknown at the point in time was. Um, Oh, who's the 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 girl that Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty and and Luke Perry, so they were undecided or they had not they, signed on yet. They had not signed on yet. Now, later on in the week, it turns out that Luke Perry was hospitalized after having or being reportedly suffering from a stroke. Um, very unfortunate. Uh, he's. He's still, dude. He's on um, Archie Riverdale. Riverdale. So he plays the he plays Archie's dad on Riverdale. Um, not much information was given, um, but they said at that point that he was responsive when the EMTs showed up or the, the medical team showed up. Um, unfortunately, uh, he has passed away. Now. We don't know much. We know that it, a, he did suffer a, a massive stroke. Um, his family and his trying to, you know, you know, be private, you know, but um, it truly is a shame. He was young. He was 52 years old and suffered a massive stroke. Like, that's that's not something you could be prepared for. This, you know, um, he, I, I was trying to 
I, I told you guys earlier, I was trying to explain to, to Angela who he was, and I totally forgot a lot of the things that he had done. It was only 90210 and in my brain. And, you know, he, he touched on a number of things throughout my entertainment life. And I didn't, I didn't even know that he, I have not seen a single episode of Riverdale. So I do, did not know that he was still an active actor, still portraying, still playing his parts. Um, it's a shame. The young guy still seems to be really, like, everybody is saying super nice things about him, how, you know, the, the, the cast and the crew of Riverdale are heartbroken, that, you know, everybody from 90210 run, like, they, they it's just sad. And there was a, uh, I can't remember which of the articles it was mentioned in, but um, it was him sitting down and talking with... Uh, Joss when they were talking about doing Buffy because he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie and they had a rapport that like like he was just a a good guy and it's it's sad oh excuse me so uh, it's also if you're a straight woman my age a huge deal yeah, he, like he was. The, he, everyone, everyone in my age bracket that I, not even that I know, just you know, anyone I've seen on social media, people I don't know, anyone like we grew up with this guy. He was he was the heartthrob yeah. of my age, yeah. and it's just, um, me personally, it didn't like. It didn't hit me hard, but I can see it hitting a lot of people hard, and I can understand why. Because like so many people were in love with Dylan McKay. Yes. And 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 I mean, it was definitely a different time in TV when that show was on. There wasn't as much TV to be had, and this was like the show everybody watched. So like, it was you know a very special kind of animal, very special time in tv and so for him to have been a part of that affected a lot of people so it's a it's a big loss for all his fans as well so yeah sad 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 so that's it people that's all we got for for our news um chris hi still here with us hi yeah, yeah, no, I'm still here. I'm just just plugging away, doing my thing. How are you doing? I'm all right. You got a spiel for me? I do. Um, I guess I, I just I should have chimed in with the Luke Perry thing. I just didn't really have much of anything to say. I know really it's it's funny him because for is a being who uh, Alicia Silverstone was saving herself for in Clueless. <laughs> that is true. R.I.P. Oh. Shares virginity. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Well, uh, you can get in touch with us at MalikiK.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook, both the Geekage... Ah, screw that. You can like us on Facebook at the Geekade page. 
because uh, we don't really update the this week's episode page anymore. Find us on Instagram at Geek Aid. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geek Aid, or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geek Aid Chris. That's Geek Aid K R I S. Karen, where can our listeners find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can our listeners find you? Geek Aid underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thanks so much, sir. Oh, you're welcome. Karen. Hi. It's your turn. What's the homework? Yes. Uh, I wanted to do something a little different this time because um, I like blew through this Netflix, uh, this short Netflix series. Uh, I didn't want to assign the whole series to you guys, but it's hard to pick like any one episode other than the beginning. Okay. So I'm gonna say, well, we're we're watching the first episode of Russian Doll. Okay. Uh, however, if you boys find yourselves as sucked in as I was and watch ahead. We can certainly talk about more than the first episode. How, if long, you get how there. long of a series is it? It's eight half hour episodes. Eight half hour? Ooh, that's actually doable. That's four hours. Mm. Yes, indeed. I did it in two nights. <laughs> All right. Uh, the proper homework is a Russian Doll Season 1, Episode 1. But you can watch ahead, too, because we may chat about it. So, thank you so much for listening. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. <laughs> Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.